0: hey guys greg here to talk to you once again about manscaped the champions in below the waist grooming manscaped has over 2 million men worldwide who have trusted their product the lawnmower 4.0 and with this exclusive offer from First Issue Club, you too can get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FIC20. That's FIC two zero at manscapes.com. Now, last time I talked to you about how I had upgraded my razor game from these rusty old pair of scissors I used to have to the Lawnmower 4.0. Well, now I want to talk to you about you know the time you're going to save with this new exclusive premium razor from manscaped.com, the Lawnmower 4.0. Um, I used to give myself what I call called the Snyder Cut. You know, it took four hours to get through. Um, People were unimpressed when they saw it and no one really asked for it. You know, with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, trimming your downstairs hair is a breeze. You are in and out and you're on with your busy day. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FIC20. That's FIC20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped
1: hey welcome to the first issue club podcast we are your weekly comic book podcast where we review and read together first issues only each and every week because they are the gateway drug to all comics and all things happening in the comic book world we're here today it's me budget king and also mike d the two of us the duo uh, and uh, we're going to do first issues, and the first issues that we're going to do this week are Echo Land
2: and Dark Hawk. You remembered them. Yes. <laughs> Dark they, were, they were memorable comics.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to actually talk about them. <clears throat> Darkhawk is is uh, the famous 90s book. Yeah. And um, Echo Lands is a new image book out, like kind of launching a whole new world and stuff. New, 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 new. We love new. That's the only thing we like. I think that's what bonds us and our listeners together is our obsession with new. New works
2: for a lot of different people, whether you're someone who owns white gloves just for reading comics or... Or you don't understand grading, this this podcast is for you too, you <laughs> joker. Um, we've got a ton of news to
1: cover uh, this week. So I'm really excited to dip into some news. The first thing I want to start off with, which I felt like okay, I even heard on like regular like pop radio today them talking about this. Whoa. This guy was nerding out about this, the new Spider Man trailer that came out. Okay.
2: I got to admit and I'm so embarrassed. I don't know what happened in it. Haven't seen it. You've been too busy. I've been way too busy. You know this. I know this. We're both 12-hour workday sort of guys lately.
1: Yeah, it's kind of insane. I know. So, so uh this will be great a great review because I've only listened to it. I actually don't. I don't do, <laughs> you listen to it. I don't do any visual medium anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You listen to Twitch while you're working. (laughs) You just hear people playing video games. Right, yeah, yeah. So I've listened to the trailer.
1: Uh, (laughs) Do you know anything about uh, why people are kind of going crazy about it? No. So essentially they're kind of like enter the Uh Spider-Verse.
2: They're multiversing. Oh, that's right. Uh, This. The title had something to do with, like, multiverse, right? I think it does. Well, it's No Way Way Home. No Way Home. And then the Doctor Strange one was called, like, Multiverse of Madness. Exactly.
1: And Doctor Strange is in this
2: Spider-Man. Yeah, tie-in. Yeah. So they
1: uh, reveal a bunch of different uh, Spider-Mans, like Peter Parker, including a Doc Ock uh, kind of like reference stuff. Okay, cool. So, um, sorry
2: if I'm spoiling this for you, actually. <laughs> nah. I think spoiling, I would rather MCU movies get spoiled for me than actual comics, so. Okay. I can deal. Well, tr- a trailer, too. That's not a spoiler. Right, okay. I c- there's some people who are like, I want to go in so blind that I don't even know who the actors are. Right. <laughs> it's like, come on. Chill out. We can talk about the trailers.
1: So, okay, here's the thing for me. People were going so nuts about this trailer, like Mm -hmm. so hyped on it. And I'm like, were you really hyped on that first Spider-Man where he, like,
2: goes to England? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that was the sequel. Right. For the, what's that kid's name? Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man movies. And I think that those were like... But this builds on that movie, right? I... Um, as a sequel, yeah. Um, so in some respects, yeah. But I'm also like, I, I didn't think those movies were like blow your mind crazy good. No, it, it, I think people were just so used to Marvel movies and Spider Man movies being bad, like after the Andrew Garfield and right. Spider Man three, um, that it was just like, oh, B plus. Spider-Man, a ama- mate, like I'll take it.
1: That's exact. Those mo- the, the movie was essentially a B plus uh-huh. at best. It wasn't bad. Yeah, Zendaya's in it, mm-hmm. and so it's like you know, great to have. So that makes it good, <laughs> I guess. You know, coming off her <laughs> HBO fame and all that kind of stuff. So, but like to me, it's like the hype on this movie is like it reminds me of like Terminator, and then Terminator Judgment Day. When everybody was like, like nobody talks about Terminator One. No, yeah, right. But everybody's a big Terminator T two uh, mm-hmm. Judgment Day. Yes. Fan. I think the same scenario is going to happen here, where it's like, oh, this movie coming up is going to be the one. This is the Spider Man that they're pumped about, and they're going to be like, ah, technically there was movies before this, Oh, <laughs> yeah, we don't discuss them. <laughs> right. It this it has a lot of hype. The the trailer sounded great. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch's voice was crisp in my ear. I love it. <laughs>
2: Dolby Digital in your house. I uh yeah, I, I think that this would have been an insane movie had it not been leaked like two years ago that like Toby Maguire was gonna potentially be in it. That was their big yeah, I remember That's co- like their big thing. And it, it would have been imagine showing up to this movie not knowing that like they were gonna hop across universes and like maybe even have like the daredevil guy and the Punisher guy and all kinds of people in this movie. Like it would have blown your mind in the theaters. So it's it's too bad in a sense that like some of that got blown, but st- I'm still ex- It's gonna be fun no matter what when you do something this is the that cam- crazy. This is
1: like the cameo movie that everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. So th-
2: they should have called it just like cameo film. Do yeah. you think movies? And TV are getting better because they're realizing that, like, people aren't stupid. Yeah. That we can understand, like, nuance oh, and t- fill in the blanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you, they never would have made a movie like this 20 years ago where they're, like, characters from... Other movies are in this movie. <laughs> like what? Totally. Like I mean, I think movies even like Lego
1: Movie. Like yeah. you watch that and you're like, that movie's smart. Uh-huh. Like it treats you like you're not an idiot. Right. So yeah, I I agree. It's it's uh it's it's the new gold standard and it's working. Kay. Movies today are better than they were twenty years ago. Any movie, you could take it. <laughs> <laughs> Hot fast d- Fast 9 yeah. is better than Forrest Gump. Right. Only if you're listening to it, though. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, not watching it. All right. Did you see that? You know that Oblivion song, the- Kirkman book. Yes. Got options. No, um, I didn't. That's old news. But they cast somebody in it. Okay. The lead is going to be Jake Gyllenhaal.
2: Oh, okay. Big star <laughs> attached.
1: So it's like, yeah, it kind of went from like, oh, cool, another indie book. Like, I can't name anybody in Sweet Tooth, although it's- you know a kid that stars in it. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, oh, this indie comic that went to like the screen land of sorts mm-hmm. is now gonna be a big deal. I think. I think Jake Gillenhall is still beloved. This is gonna be a movie? I think it's a well, you know, I thought it was gonna be a show. But okay. I, um who knows these days. Yeah. A-
2: actors do whatever they want. <laughs> Actresses they you know, in and out of uh... I kind of had wondered what was gonna happen with Kirkman media skybound media stuff because uh walking dead was such a big hit and then outcast they put like a ton of money and press into and it just didn't take off for whatever reason yeah it kind of flopped and i know that he's got like the, the shark, co- shark hunter or whatever. <laughs> bounty shark the um oh invincible Oh, okay. Yeah, cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were thinking of Mark Millar, I think. Oh, you're right. I was thinking of Mark Millar. Verse. Sharky, the Bounty yeah, there we hunter. go. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Invincible's doing great. But and uh, this in this, it's different because that's a cartoon, right? It doesn't have like the major production that people a big people love. TV show have, but people like it, right? That's fine. But I've been kind of wondering if he's gonna come back and do like they're gonna try take another swing at large sweeping um television series, fantasy
1: series with him. I'm kinda pumped about Oblivion Song because like when I like the concept I, of it I remember being pretty cool. I read like through issue three or four and I was kinda like eh uh-huh. but I was like it's a cool concept. Yeah. Like a lot of Kirkman stuff. Like you're just like this is this is cool in concept. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm like gripped by the writing. Yeah. So um I think it'll be good. Uh it'll be fun to watch. You remember uh at one of our comic book stores, how they like they had this toy that was like three hundred bucks, always sitting on the uh, cash register for Oblivion Song. No. just like sitting there forever, and it's like who's who gonna f- buy an Oblivion Song? Who's I'm gonna... such
2: a big Oblivion Song fan? <laughs> I'm a fan of this niche. Uh... <laughs> one trade in, and I gotta have all the stuff. Not a bad
1: investment now that it's Jake Gyllenhaal, though. Yeah, so, all right. Egg, egg on our face. Yeah, this is the Keanu Reeves buying his own cyberpunk uh, figurine. I thing. wonder if you can replace the head. they'll send <laughs> you a replacement that looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh yeah, am I saying his name wrong? I say it, Gyllenhaal. What were you saying? A, I said it's a hard. I said it with a hard G. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's probably G, Gyllenhaal. Maggie. Gillenhall? Maggie Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, you're that's, right.
2: That's what I say. Yeah, okay. The bunny man himself. <laughs> Donnie. Oh, yeah. Cellador. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, That's he, what You said it weird, but in yeah. In Donnie Darko, the beginning of it, uh, Drew Barrymore plays his teacher. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird for, for me, someone my age, to be like, Wait, Drew Barrymore is playing like... From E.T.? An old lady teacher. (laughs) Maybe I'm old. (laughs) Shocking realization. But she's like an English teacher and she's like, Class, do you know what the two most beautiful words in the English language are? Cellar door. (laughs) Cellar door. And then they have a cellar door. And then there's a cellar door later. Yeah. That movie's so up its own butt. (laughs) We've gone down this road before, have we? Because I like it. You love that movie. Well, it's like nostalgia, you know. It's like uh, I think for like, if you were a hipster in the early aughts, then yeah, it was one of those first
1: movies. Speaking of movies, that made you feel smart when I watched sure. it, I was like, I was like, oh, I get this. I felt dumb because I had no <laughs> clue what was. It going on. It didn't really end. Oh yeah, cool. It's like <laughs> it felt like being into like. Uh, Some like weird niche porn or something and be like, no, I'm like, I'm owning that.
2: I would love to see a 13 year old try to explain Donnie Darko to his dad. (laughs) No dad, it's it's a space time continuum. 45 year old dad who just like sports and hates art movies. Tears for Fears would have no career
1: without that movie, I feel like.
2: Like, They had a career before that movie.
1: Currently though. Like they wouldn't,
2: like it was the resurgence of them kind of. I kind of hear you. I think I don't know. Songs I, from the Big Chair stands up no matter what. I don't know. They're no David Bowie, right? Uh, <laughs>
1: completely different. <laughs> Uncomparable. You're right. Yeah, different genres. Let's go into more uh, news. So did you see, we're not covering this book, but I do want to talk about it, that King Spawn came out. Yeah. Do you know that it's the first like uh, new solo title of a Spawn book since 1992? No. Mm-hmm. Wild. Yeah, they don't, they never do like, like Spawn spinoffs. Yeah. Weird. Right? So, um, one other cool thing about this is Friend of the Pod, I don't know if you saw this, Sean Lewis uh-huh. is writing it from uh, the Coyotes book and all that kind of stuff. where We did an interview
2: with him a long time ago. He's like co writing it? No, he is the writer of King Spawn. Oh, yeah. I thought Donnie Cates was. Uh, no, Donny Cates has a different book. Okay. So I don't know which book. He worked on a variant cover. Then. He did do a variant cover, and okay. it looks great. But Todd McFarlane also worked on it with him, so I'm not totally sure what he did.
1: Oh, exactly. is that why it looks great? I think so. Okay, because I saw it, and I was like, this doesn't look like the shitty
2: Donny Cates artwork that I normally he really see. He might have done the base sketch, Okay, and then Todd McFarlane just drew Awesome Spawn on top of it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so
1: I read I read this Spawn book. Oh, you did. Yeah, I I liked
2: it a lot. Okay, so I have so many questions. Did it get rid of the narration? It did. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was that was like plus one. Right? Yeah.
1: The one weird thing is, is it does go into like all these different characters again. So uh-huh. you're flashing through these characters, like when we covered Spawn before. That's like yep. the one tough thing. The only reason we're not covering Spawn is like we're not big Spawn heads, mm-hmm. and I feel like just kind of in the weeds. It's tough to cover a Spawn book, yeah. But like when I read it, I was like, "This is kind of just like Batman mixed with Preacher," uh huh. And it's like, if that's what it is, then it's really good. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it, it was solid. Cool. Like it was like really, I really enjoyed it. Um, so it's a good start to a book. Couple, it's like a first appearance. If that's like your Spawn. If you get your jollies off and
2: Spawn. This uh, is a first appearance? There was a first appearance in this. Oh, yeah. Because I was going to say, King Spawn's already appeared yes, in things. Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this book had with it like a really exclusive variant cover that Todd McFarlane signs in hand numbers. Yes. Signed in red. Correct. And the deal was for every 250 copies of King Spawn you ordered... You got one of these signed copies, I think, until they ran out or something. Um, My shop got two. He ordered five hundred copies. Whoa! To get these two Todd McFarlane signed books, he are they the sketch variants? No, no. I I don't know. The the cover is white. Yeah, and there's like a spawn in the corner, but it doesn't look like sketch. Okay, okay, okay. But in any case. I think he's selling them for a thousand dollars each, God. and he sold one already. And he had Wait. he had one just sitting in a normal bag and board. Wait, at your shop? Yes, behind the counter. He just had one just can sitting, you, leaning can on you the imagine wall. Imagine that, like a thousand. 000... He was like, "You should buy it," and I was like, "Oh, I don't think so." A
1: thousand dollars buys a lot of things. Yeah, you know, like, and then you just have this one. Con- I guess if you're gonna flip it, mm-hmm. like you, that's maybe I don't know. Uh so anyway, King Spawn, it's cool. Oh, the thing I was going to say. This book made me really realize how much I just love Todd McFarlane. Yeah. The like notes in the back, he's cool. He's wearing his weird ass like old man Oakley's. Yep. He's just a chill guy who loves comic books, loves the industry. Agree. And uh big fan. So go go him. Okay, did you see this weird thing about Bad Idea,
2: (laughs) the publisher? No. So what a weird ongoing saga of like news. Like we talked for a while, a while back about how Bad Idea said they were going under, but it was like a joke. We knew it, and
1: then they never addressed it because it was so obvious that they weren't going under. Yeah, that is that to me is their like (laughs) that's my final straw with them. I have I have no patience for bad idea anymore. (laughs) I don't give a shit about them anymore.
2: I just go ahead and like pre order the books. I do too. Because it's like if you don't pre order them, there's a chance you're just never gonna get to read them. They're a step
1: above like some indie presses that I'm Uh like the books are never gonna be valuable. (laughs) Yeah, I hate to say that, but it's like so I want them and there's authors I like on them, Uh but I don't. I don't really respect them as a publisher. (laughs) (laughs) This interesting thing that they're doing. So I didn't even know this. Uh, Supposedly, and I don't know if this is all stores, but it might be. If you purchased the first Bad Idea comic from your store, you got a gold coin. Uh Of which they didn't tell you what it did. Okay. Uh, And so like it was uh, currency- seemingly in some way like yeah. bad idea currency they just released that they're gonna have some comic books and I don't know if their variants are actual comic
2: books that are only purchasable with, with these the coins. gold coins yeah oh, God. the gold <laughs> we're checking the gold coins on eBay <laughs> have you seen what one looks like I haven't even seen what they look like yeah I haven't this is the first I'm hearing of them <laughs> our old friend ebay.com bad idea gold coin nerd fuel. <laughs> Bad idea. Coin. It doesn't even autofill. 20 bucks. Okay. You could, yeah, so you could buy it and get the comic then. Gold pin. (laughs) There's only one on eBay that I'm seeing. Well, they exist. Should we buy it? Oh, here's the second one. 182.50. Yeah, that first one might be wrong then. So weird. Are they the same button? Yeah, they look the same. Ooh. 20 bucks or best offer or $200? Yeah,
1: let's get it. Then we get a $20 book.
2: <laughs> There's also people selling Bad Idea stickers that say Final Five for that, like $60. Which also might be like a- A way to trade something in. Yeah.
1: Anyway, Bad Idea is, uh, you know, I guess to wreck in the market and that's what they want to do. Someone's selling one for a thousand dollars, well, there's no offers on that one though, so they're trying to get a thousand dollars um so anyway <laughs> fuck off if you is the coin a button is that what we're seeing? It's
2: just a button fuck
1: you then they didn't even it's an... yeah, they couldn't even like get a a coin like an actual coin made. <laughs> Anyway, uh, maybe I have a coin because I've pre ordered some of these. Does it come with the comic? No. Oh, you got to get. I've gotten a lot of bad idea comics and I haven't seen any of these. Okay, you got to get handed it at the shop. Probably. I'm sure some of the shops kept them. That's the bad idea that they have. Anyway, I don't know. I I hate this because it's like kind of a fun idea and it's kind (laughs) of cool. Um,. But we're also left out of it. Right. So fuck them. (laughs) Yes. Screw you, bad idea. We're not on the- People were sleeping overnight for these. For these pins? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Piss off. Because they got to be like the first, you know? Yeah. So anyway, uh, last bit of news that I have, which is- This is all kind of like speculation. It's interesting. So the official announced badge sponsor of New York Comic Con- Mm Mm-hmm
2: is SourcePoint Press. SourcePoint Press has enough money to be the (laughs) official sponsor? So here is the speculation on that. Uh
1: The badge sponsor, the official sponsor when I went there all it was was that their characters were on your badges. Well, their their characters on the badges, it's a big deal cuz it's like you kind of like trade yeah. the based on what day you go. Yeah. So when I went once it was like AMC's
2: Walking Dead. Yeah. I went and it was like Marvel and it was all like Venom stuff mm-hmm. or whatever. They're and, normally a pretty big huge property. Yeah. yeah, yeah C2E2 yeah. we went and there were like brand new Netflix anime.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So for this to be source point press. Mhm. They're speculating that maybe Comic Con in New York is <laughs> going not through, doing so well. <laughs> going through bad times. <laughs> that there may not be a lot of attendance there. That yeah. they might have had to drop the price on the badge price and it might not be yeah. the strong showing that they once thought it was. Now, that could be wrong. And Source Point Press just bought the Super Bowl commercial and they yep. were just thought they were going to go for it. They were one of those comic books that I publishers that I reference where it's like their books are never worth anything. (laughs) Um, And they're not, they don't do bad books, but they don't necessarily hit with like, yeah. So anyway, some interesting con fodder for you.
2: It'll be wild to see what cons are like over the next year. I feel like after having rescheduled things so many times, people are kind of like, we have to do it now and just see who shows up. You and I went to a convention this past weekend in Kansas City, I think we're going to talk about that more on the Patreon, though. We are, yeah. We were
1: safe. We social distanced. Yeah. I don't think I have COVID. Same. Uh, but,
2: you know. And we went on the least busy day. Yes. We did Friday day. <laughs> yeah, there was nobody there. And there wasn't any, like, hardly anybody there. Yeah, nobody
1: famous either. Teaser. Um, yep, so we'll do that in the Patreon, and now we're going to get into our books. Nice. Oh, yeah, baby. We're going to start with Echolands, um, which is on Image Comics. All right.
2: So you read this digitally, correct? Correct. So do you know what the format of the book is? Oh, okay. This is why it read so well digitally then. <laughs> you just keep swiping
1: to the right? Yeah, now I understand. Okay, that, that
2: makes so much more sense. So it is uh, Landscape. They printed it Landscape. So oh. if you're imagining like... Imagine the staples in the top of your comic instead of on the side. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Um, what did was that enjoyable? I've read a landscape comic before, but they were on the top though. So you flipped it like a calendar.
2: No. So the thing was, it wasn't. So you know how like this isn't like Barrier. You know how like Barrier, you yeah. like turned the comic sideways and then lifted up. Yeah, this is like the spine. Is on the small side of the comic. Okay, I've read a comic like that. Before. Have you? Yeah. Okay, you know what? I it it almost seems like the number one thing to talk about with the comic is the format, and just be like, <laughs> why did they do this? And like, why don't more comics do it? Because it stands out so much at the shop that you're just like, oh, that's weird. I'll pick it up. I think it's got to be hard to do. It probably costs a lot because it's atypical.
1: Yeah, and this uh, artist that, like, did it um, is really good, like, really solid. Um, Dave Stewart, and he hadn't done anything for a while, but he was doing these, like, sci-fi books mm-hmm. that are, like, mind-blowing, Um, this comic book. I forgot the series. It's, like, the guy that writes Discworld. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, like, he had, like, a comic book series. Maybe it was called, like, Promethea. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so like I could not I wouldn't read a single word of that comic book but I would just look at the artwork yep. and it's like I have a couple issues and like that's the standout thing here.
2: I thought the art in this was going to suck because the graphic design was bad. And this is something that you don't really recognize a on great take. a lot of comics but certain certain books have designers credited. Like a lot of Jonathan Hickman books do. Oh yeah, and that's why you're seeing the like charts and graphs that are cool and interesting compositions on things and really weird, cool logos. All the Man Eater books have a graphic designer on them because they're doing weird, interesting covers and the formatting those like ads in the middle. Um, the I've seen I've seen worse graphic design. I mean, for me, like all the line weights on the cover were different and like the font didn't seem to like mesh with everything and then there's this like thick ass bold number one and it just didn't flow or make sense to me yeah and it it really does it makes it look so much more like a self-published book right rather than something you would expect to be on image comics because some of those little things weren't like dialed in like they normally would be right yeah,
1: and they and they talk about how this book has like been on the back burner for like a year and a half mm-hmm. for them. Um, and so to be honest, you don't get much from this book. It's just a world setter. Yeah. Which is like Echo Lands kind of tells you that. It gave me like strong fables vibes. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh, this is gonna be a really in depth, beautiful world. And yeah. the character development was like super strong. It's like Definitely worth dipping into, but like story wise, I was like
2: uh, robbery kind of like it was just like, huh? here's what was funny to me about the robbery. I'm getting into this, I'm giving this book too much of a hard time, but I, I think it's good to let, be honest. Let me move forward. Yeah, I thought I was like, if you're gonna be robbing someone and then running through a village to escape, the last thing I would wear would be a bright red cloak. <laughs> especially if it was medieval times and everyone else was wearing like neutrals and had dirt brown clothes and then you're trying to escape in bright bright red head to toe. That's a I think this this book went way
1: more character design and <laughs> and world building than they did story. Logistics and yeah. story, yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's like if you could summarize the story of this entire book in like four sentences. Yeah. You know, so it's like and we don't know much about the characters. Besi- when I say character design, I'm mostly talking about the actual like look of them, mm-hmm. which is very like in-depth and tells you a lot about it. Like, they're designed really well. Yeah. But like, story-wise, I'm like, I don't know here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the but- girl has
2: um, an affliction or something that they call the red. Um, she can make you bubble up and burst? She can make your head explode. But they call her power the red. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't really get context for what exactly that was. And maybe that's something we figure out more of later. I initially thought it was going to be like a, An STD. a period thing. Oh, yeah. Like they were going to be like she came of age and everything changed. And it okay. was going to kind of be, I don't know, like allegorical for like a woman coming of age. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it. I didn't get that in the end of the book, so maybe that's not the point no. of it. And the
1: world itself—I don't know if you took a look at the world, but it was like rhinoceros robot, like zany bucket man. <laughs> I missed some of those details. I it, think it was kind of like Wizard of Ozzy, yeah, um, and stuff. Like if you kind of just like look at it, like it didn't—it seemed like amorphous in that, like mm-hmm. I don't know what this world is. Yeah, um, but that I kind of liked too. Like I, I honestly think the artwork. Here, just, like, the writing is, like, soft, and the artwork just, like, explodes and
2: goes nuts. When you've got, like, uh, what, I don't know what you would call the aspect ratio of it, like, (laughs) 21 by 9. Like, it was so wide. You can just do certain things with comic book panels that you've just, like, never seen before, right? Uh, So it definitely had that wow factor of, like, you seeing a character, like, jump across panels, like, for so it worked, it was worked cool. on my phone better than most, almost any digital thing I've read. And maybe that's like, maybe more comics follow this format ultimately because it just does make sense to just like swipe right instead of moving like P- down into the corner and then zooming in really close to like a small word bubble and then backing out. So you can syndicate see the whole panel Syndicate attempts to do this. Do they? Yeah. With a lot of their books. Right. Yeah. They know you're buying it on like computers. So they can kind of format that ahead of time um i don't know it was interesting i'll have to pull the comic out so you can look at it and print just because yeah. it's kind of an experience i just like to experience uh mediums in their
1: non-traditional form great <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know i'm the guy that wears a cat in a hat hat to work i remember do you remember any bands printing their cds sideways and they made it like you flip the CD case like up instead of sideways. Oh, okay. I remember just that being like the first time I saw that, I was like, fucking shit, <laughs> broke my brain. It's the same, I'm, like a 13 year old, and I'm like, this is insane. It's
1: slightly the same thing with like vinyl, like colored mm-hmm. vinyl, where it's like now you can now only people buy colored vinyl. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. I don't want it if it's black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's definitely a thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One of our Patreon members feels that way. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, it, like became the new norm. Mm-hmm. So maybe that maybe that's what happens here now is just all comics go
2: this way. Yeah, shaped like a star. <laughs> you want to write the first puke-shaped comic? Oh yeah, like a little. Blob. It looks like a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah,
1: that'll be that'll be great for the printing press. Perfect, yeah. The, the, the old die-cut uh, paper, yes, paper exactly. cut. Yes, That's, that's got to be cheap, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Use once, never again. 25 copies. <laughs> <laughs> the bad, yeah, bad idea. Of patent this. Yeah, bad idea. I should do this. Yeah, yeah. Make your exclusive thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get to our next book, okay. which is Darkhawk. Yep. Um, which I, I think... <laughs> the only thing you can really say about this book is, like, the preamble of it is that it was big in the 90s. Yeah. And I think Stan Lee made this character. Is I, the last character he made? I could, yeah. May, I don't know if that's true or not.
2: It Something like that sounds right. I know that I think She-Hulk was the last Stan Lee book that he maybe actually wrote or like actually edited on whatever the case is. But I think he still had his hands in like some creation past She-Hulk. Okay. And I think it's the 30th anniversary of the characters.
1: That's so fucking crazy, isn't like it? It's like 91. Yeah. Yeah. I but cannot believe it's been 30, 30 years. years. Which is, yeah. And so for us growing up, this is like the textbook 90s. No, oh, like, yeah. he was like a. Cool. All about the Dude. looks. Yeah. Very light on the story, for mm-hmm. what I remember. I had a bunch of these books. And that's what I wanted. Guy that could, you know, turn into a suit that flies and have crazy agility and yep. random powers and was a kid like me. Uh-huh. And so, like, that's what the 90s were all about, you know? And uh-huh. so that's all this book has to go on. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of like, deep (laughs) like richness and this character wasn't one that really lasted Uh uh-huh so um it's it's like ducked and weaved around um and appeared in different places but here we have like the full book kyle higgins is doing the book yeah um working on radiant black right now which is kind of ironic because Radiant Black is it's very similar, very similar line. to this book. Yes. So, look, like, I think most people—that's not a hot take. That's uh-huh. just like an obvious take. Yeah. Um. So, if anybody's reading Radiant Black it's, <laughs> um, he's mostly known for doing Power Rangers before that. Yeah. Um. And and is a good writer actually. Like, yeah. Done some really cool stuff. Um. So, is taking this book and you know giving it a new story, uh-huh. making it a basketball player,
2: um, all that kind of stuff. Do you feel like Basketball Player is kind of on par with, like, (laughs) things that were cool in the 90s that they would, like, make comic book characters, like, skateboarders and shit? Is, like, Hot Shot Basketball Player the equivalent of that now? I don't know if it's, like, much more now than it was
1: then. Yeah. That's almost Iconoclast. Like, yeah. Basketball is always cool, even it, when they were granny shot in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right though. I mean, it's like in it they pick something that's relatable. Yeah, people want to be like, it, okay. I don't think this book is a teen book, but it had a teen feel to it for sure. I um, uh, to me, it
2: seemed like a teen book.
1: Yeah. So here's the thing: this book's strength, uh-huh. and disagree with me if you want. Is that it? The character has MS uh-huh. and is experiencing MS, and then they're gonna in the in the letters to the editor they're gonna do an interview with a person that has MS in uh-huh. everyone and like yeah, shout out to my brother who got diagnosed with MS at twenty five so I I care about MS yeah I'm not sure the general public is gonna like buy into this being like. Oh, yeah, yeah Dark, Dark Hawk, the the MS book. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's the real, like, selling point for it is, like, yeah, sure, there, there, there does need to be an MS book. That's great. But, like, is that – we're going to hang our hat on that for this being, like, the big thing
2: for it? My, so my experience with this book was, like, it's about a kid who plays basketball who gets MS, and it's a tragic story. And then all of a sudden at the end, he starts fighting crime in a power suit that miraculously appears. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm reading Dark Hawk. Yes. Like, so much of the comic is, like, character-driven and building who he is as a person and what his family's like and the shattering of your dreams and coping with such a big change in life, like you totally forget it's a superhero thing. And you don't forget it's... I'm not saying like I forgot it's a superhero thing and it turned into like an A24 movie because it's not that. No, It was much more like... This is where I got like the teen vibe. It was kind of like your life changes. It's not always what you think it's going to be. And that's part of growing up and being an adult. So I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I like that the main characters are asian i think that's great um i think it's cool that his buddy who he's on the team with is also like one of the bad guys (laughs) that was like a reveal at the end yeah but he so uh Darkhawk just kicked these guys' butts, and he doesn't realize he just like beat up one of his best friends. I think they weave in the villains really well yeah. into it. Like, it was a solidly written book. They introduced the bad guy really early on. Yeah. As like a washed up jock who's like passing the torch to this next guy. So, he, and it was a good way to like say, we're introducing this guy as like a, in a torch passing scene. So you kind of get the idea of who he is to the school and to the town. Right. And he didn't necessarily like, have to serve another purpose so it wasn't like okay this is gonna be the bad guy later like it was an okay transition
0: i I thought it was
1: good i also think kyle higgins is like the perfect person to select for this Mm -hmm. having written for power rangers where it's like he knows the story of young person who's also crime fighter and uses a power suit yeah so much so that he did it in radiant Black. yeah (laughs) um the one thing that i'm i i actually think this this comic was super sensitive to ms and actually like told the story in a way that i've, I've never seen a comic book like yeah. do before but i'm a little bit curious where it's like does having the
2: suit solve his ms because that doesn't seem very sensitive to be like yeah does he still experience symptoms of ms like, while he's in the suit like it's like oh it's like he has a magical solution for his ms he has right. this
1: suit that he can wear totally uh,
2: you know where it's like it's not a great lesson <laughs>
1: No, and it's not very respectful to MS, which is a debilitating disease that only gets worse or stabilizes. Right. for you, uh-huh. <laughs> there
2: is no like. That's a good point. You know, it, I agree. Yeah, if this turns up to be like, I'm having an episode. I suit up, and I'm like, sweet, I can go back to kicking ass at life. <laughs> it'd be like it'd
1: be like if you had a blind character, mm-hmm. uh, uh, who had like a magic uh, cane, mm-hmm. right? that allowed them to see. <laughs> and it's like, cool that you have a character experiencing blindness, but not, not very, disc- you're describing Daredevil,
2: by yeah, the way. Not very relatable. <laughs> you're like literally describing Daredevil. Yeah, I guess that's true, actually. It's <laughs> a so, blind guy with a, a cane that lets him fly around the city and he can do it with his radar sense.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, not. it sounds like I'm knocking this book, but I'm actually just like
2: questioning it mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I'll I, say, though, that, like, the list of superheroes with physical disabilities is pretty short. Sure. So, I guess, good job there. Totally, great job. For and, just, like, even doing it. And the interview in the end of the
1: comic book was great, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, it was really good. Um I think they're going to do another MS uh, interview every time. Um, so, this is... Yeah, it it was a solid book. I saw, like, a lot of comments on this book being, like, I'm grabbing Dark uh, Hawk end of list this week. So or, like, only comic people are going to buy this week? <laughs> Just being, like, saying, like, I'm hyped about it. Like, oh, okay. I'm, like, that's the book I'm going to buy. Yeah. Uh, because, like, there was a cable one shot. There was, like, an Avengers annual. There was obviously, like, King Spawn. Mm-hmm. There was, like, some things happening, but this- Superman s- 78. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, uh- and uh, Lobo versus Batman on Black Label Superman. Superman. There we go. I think is that right? Anyway, yeah.
2: some fighting book. Uh, that that's written by Tim Seeley. Oh, is it? I didn't realize that. And this, the whole thing with like the co-author of this is like really interesting. I think she's like an internet personality. Oh, we should have covered this book. It was a Black Label book. I'm looking forward to reading that one. Cool.
1: Yeah, but I think that this book kind of had a little bit of a runway. For better or for worse, for yep. Marvel, and I don't know. Yeah, they're coming back with the uh,
2: Darkhawk. <laughs> this is a one of five. Oh, is it? Yeah, I didn't realize that. And then I think there's an ongoing series. Why coming did they give a one of year. five an intro one shot? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird, right? It seems like you give an intro one shot to a big ass book that uh-huh. you're gonna do. Was the intro one shot the first appearance of this? Guy. The new the new Darkhawk. The new Dark Hawk. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Which I don't I mean, I guess that matters mm-hmm. if you're like relaunching Dark Hawk. Yeah. So what happened in the first one?
2: Well how does Dark Hawk end? I have no idea. Like is that what you're saying? Well, or, if you introduce this character like he finds the suit in this issue. The, oh okay, the, so
1: I don't know either. The, I didn't read the one Okay. Shot, but like he's having these like trip out things uh-huh. that kind of look like Dark Hawk. Like, when he's, like, MS-ing. Oh. And I feel like that probably gets explained in the one shot. But that's that's my only... Okay. Because when that was happening, I was like, I don't get... There's something I'm not getting here. Yeah. That must be have been... That's explained.
2: another thing that could be perceived as insensitive. <laughs> if MS gives you, like, premonitions. Right. Like, MS itself is giving you, <laughs> like, sci-fi superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um
1: so don't quote us on that though. We haven't read it. <laughs> on the one shot. Yeah, yeah. This is we're just speculating on what the one shot might be. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Cool. I do love my favorite line is like he looks like more badass war machine. And it's like I love that they're making fun of like that it's like all Darkhawk is is like a suit. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I think he had a cool pole. design. I think he had a pole like a, a like Donat a, a staff, yeah, yeah, a bow staff.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I hope they bring that back. Gotta have a bow staff. Bow staffs were so uh, such a good weapon in the nineties, mm-hmm. and they really like lost out now to like I don't know guns. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say nunchucks,
1: <laughs> nunchucks,
2: swords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like Donatello's weapon, really. <laughs> I think Donatello, yeah. Oh, you know, Leonardo really propelled swords and did a lot for swords <laughs> in the twenty-first uh, century. But, yeah, but uh yeah, katanas. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's yeah, caring about that anymore. Um, really Big
1: forks what I say. Yeah, BFs. <laughs> I has an episode.
0: Bye.
2: First issue club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via space camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or FirstissueClub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at Patreon.com firstissueclub Club.